Hello, bonjour and salam alaikum. Welcome to Stand Out from the Crowd, the first live podcast about no BS leadership. So if you like us, tell your friends and colleagues to go over on Apple Podcast and Spotify to give us a five-star review because listen, The stories we share on this podcast are worth it. We are worth it. Don't you think so? I hope you do. Now let me ask you, have you ever been curious to learn more about the bold and unapologetic people? Those women who feel fearless and who are themselves and proud and without even second-guessing themselves? I believe I come across as a confident woman, but I have always admired women who are bold and you can feel that boldness from navigating the complexities of being an entrepreneur being a professional woman being a human being on this crazy <laughs> planet earth to the significance of developing the skills the strategies everything that you need to be successful there is a lot to think and to learn in order to build a life that feels good Right, and our standout guest, Duenia Peel, is the trailblazing founder of Canadian Small Business Woman. She will share her remarkable journey and insights into overcoming the challenges faced by women entrepreneurs, but also the challenges that she faced in her personal and professional life. Her inspiring victory over cancer, and of course, her latest book, Tomorrow is another day. Further illustrate her unwavering spirit and provide invaluable wisdom for everyone. So join us to discover the essence of being bold, unapologetic, and live a transformative life with our standout guest, Duenia. Hello, beautiful. Hey, Doreen. Hey, everybody. How are you doing? You know what? I'm doing great. I am sitting here coming to you live from my beautiful home country of Jamaica. So if you hear horns beeping and anything like that, you know, it's okay. <laughs> you know. <laughs> Full disclosure, Duenia and I, we are friends. You may like have a good sense of the way we talk and, and how we support one another. So Duenia. If I would ask mommy, so let them, let me tell you the background story about mommy. <laughs> <laughs> I like to get, to ask all my guests, you know, if I ask your loved one, what would be the three words they would use to describe yourself? But let me tell you a little bit of background story about mommy. Mommy is Duanya's mom. Hi, mom. I'm sure she's watching us, right? <laughs> she might be. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> And so to every event that Duanya organizes, she's there supporting her daughter, cheering up for her daughter. So it is a pleasure all the time to see mommy and to have those conversations uh, uh, with her. And I know personally how much she is proud of yourself. But if I would ask her three words to describe yourself, what would that be? I mean, I'm sure she would probably use the word perfect or near perfect. She did actually. She did tell. <laughs> she did I'm tell sure. me she's the perfect child. She's a perfect child. What can I say? Other words she can use to describe me. Um, earlier, Duenia, she would probably say inquisitive, but now, Duenia, she would probably say 
either fearless or a synonym of fearless because she does she in, in in this time of my life, she appreciates the fact that I'm able to just step out there and do whatever I want to do and just make the best of it. And the third word she would use to describe me, I don't know, maybe fun loving, maybe fun. I don't know. (laughs) I think so. I I can testify to that. (laughs) Yeah, I love to have fun. You know, we we, we meet a lot of people, they have a full-time job and they have a side hustle. But they mm-hmm. are the only person that I know who has a full-time job that you love, passionate about it. And in the meantime, you have a full-time business. Mm-hmm. Okay? This is not a side hustle. This is a full-time business. And I know it for a fact. How do you make it happen? You know, I was just um, having a conversation yesterday and I was listing the things that I'm involved with. And after I finished, I was like, when I say it out loud, it sounds so much. But when I do it, it doesn't seem that much. (laughs) So, you know, I'm really good at time management. I'm really realistic with how I manage my time. I time block, but I also time block for fun. If I'm going to commit to anything before I say yes, I would like to know how many hours per week or per month am I required to do this? And if the organization says five, I usually block off 10 because... Sometimes they're not calculating all that, but I, I know I do a lot, but I love all the things I do. So, you know, they always say, if you're doing things that you love, it's not really a job. So the things that I do, I don't really look at it as it's something that it's work and it's just time consuming. I don't want to do it. I do things I love. And part of that things I love is, you know, trying to make time to actually have fun. Those three words that I said at the beginning, fun loving, I am serious about that part. I work hard and I play harder because there's no point in living your life for working. I would like to work to live, like, you know, live, live, live. (laughs) (laughs) I believe this is part of your boldness. Definitely one of the boldest person that I know as well. And you have contributed a lot, you know, to helping me build that self-confidence that I showcase now to the world. (laughs) Uh, Tell us, I know, you know, it's ingrained in you, but you work with women and you have supported like thousands of women since the the beginning of Canadian Small Business Women. How do you create and nurture that boldness from within and how do you express it to the world the way you do it? Well, you know, I think a lot of, a lot of the boldness starts with confidence within yourself because you cannot sell something that you're not confident in. And every time you're speaking to someone, you're selling yourself, you're selling some part of your personality and you need to be able to be confident in who you are, be honest with who you are, know who you are. And for me, It's nature and nurture, like the nature of it. I'm from Jamaica and we are a proud people. You can't tell us nothing. And we are known worldwide for a lot of great things. I mean, it's not deliberate that I'm wearing a part of my flag colors. Oh, wait. But, you know, that wasn't planned, I I promise. (laughs) But it's we, we are 
taught to be very competitive from a young age. Like if you know anything about the sports system or even the school system here, when you enter school, you're given a house, which is like your, your team for your duration in that school. I still remember in my prep school, I was red house and red house means on sports day, you are competing in the house of red. You see like how you have those houses in Harry Potter or whatever. Yeah. It's your house and you are competing and you learn to be competitive from the start. So you learn to be confident and learn to fight to win. So as I grew older, I already had that spirit in me of being confident. But when I meet people who are not like that, my advice always is, you know, everything that you think of that's negative to yourself, how can you turn that into a positive? Like, what can you say to yourself to counter that? An example I always use is, Oftentimes I find people, I might've had this conversation with Darreen as well, actually, who have an accent and they're like, but I have an accent. And I'm like, but you have an accent. <laughs> like, Come on, you stand out in a room. Darreen can stand out in a crowd because when she walks in and she's like, bonjour, I'm Darreen. And I'm like, Oh, melts my heart. <laughs> you know, all the things that you would think of as a hindrance, it is wonderful. People will always remember you. And just be true to yourself. Don't try to be anyone else. Don't try to be the best of anyone else. Just be the best of yourself. That's all you can promise yourself. Show up as you are and be authentic. Like, I can tell you, this interview almost happened in a car. True. <laughs> 10 minutes ago. <laughs> we were late because of me. I was running on Jamaica time. We're an hour behind. I thought I had an hour, but fortunately for me, my dad was pulling up right in front of my hotel when the time ran and I just ran upstairs and just said, okay. <laughs> yeah, but we, we almost started the interview in the car and I hope to all our listeners that you listen to, to Duania's advice carefully because she gave me the same advice a couple of years ago and it really resonated with me and I have implemented those advice and you know about the accent is true and I remember the first time I reached out to Duenia I wanted to start my, my business the smart woman and I was concerned that people wouldn't take me seriously because I had an accent right and she told me the same thing she exactly she's telling you right now and so instead of looking at my accent and the fact my English is not always perfect, right? I will never sound like a native uh, English speaker. And I have learned to accept that, but I have learned more importantly to embrace my authenticity and unicity. So that's why now when I welcome you on this podcast, I say bonjour because this is part of who I am. Indeed, when I when I when I get on the stage, I will say, "Hey, bonjour, everyone!" Because being French and speaking French is part of who I am, right? Um, and so, thank you, Duenia, for that. As I said at the beginning, you you really helped me develop my self confidence uh, early on in the process of being an entrepreneur. And so, I hope you. Uh, do the same at home and listen what she has to share carefully because this woman, she's a badass. She's a powerhouse. Okay. Your journey in empowering women uh, entrepreneurs is remarkable. What inspired you to found Canadian small business women and, and, and what keeps you motivated in this mission? 
You know, the story really started when I started my first business. So I was living in Windsor. I just finished school. I had a job, everything. And I had a summer where my job went under, the business went under. And I was happy, strangely enough, because it was the first time in my life I didn't have school and I didn't have work for the summer. And I'm like, okay, I'm going to live it up. I'm going to relax. I'm going to have the most fun ever. I got bored after a week and then I decided I needed to start a business. Now, this is before cupcakes and stuff got popular in Canada. I was going to start a cupcake business. I wrote a business plan. I did everything, but I didn't know what next. And so eventually I moved to Toronto and I said, okay, look, this is ridiculous. I need to figure out how you start a business. And I decided that if I had this problem, a lot of women have the same problem and a lot of immigrants have the same problem because when you move here as an immigrant, you're trying to just navigate just your general life, let alone an entrepreneurial life. So I decided I'm going to learn along with the people that I want to teach. Well, not technically teach, but we'll learn together. And that's how Canadian Small Business Women started. It started like a little blog, just bullet points of tips and tricks on how to start a business and where to go to find business ideas. And then it just ballooned into what it is now 10 years later. And, you know, part of the question about what keeps me going, if I have to be honest, because we're all being honest here, there are days where I get up and I'm like, why am I doing this again? I really ask myself that question because there are times where it's hard. I'm not going to lie to you. Like this year has been very challenging in the funding realm for the business because of all the talk of a recession and everything that you see going on in the world, companies, all of our private partners are holding on to their funds. So I've never had it this rough where we're not getting a penny from some of our private sponsors, which made me have to cancel some cohorts of some programs that we have going on because I have no money to fund it. I'm usually begging all of my network to come in and do workshops for free and things like that. Sometimes it's nice to be able to give them something in return. But the thing that makes me overlook all those negatives is when I get that thank you note, when I get that thank you phone call, when I see that aha moment after having a strategy session with someone. And you know, like when you see that light bulb moment that you know that changed their life, those are the things that make me still keep going because I realize that there are people who still need what I have to give. So why not continue to give? Because I mean, that's a part of life. That's what you're supposed to do. Give, give, give whatever you can. And, and studies, I mean, there is numerous studies out there, you know, sharing some uh, very bad stats. When it comes to access to funding for women entrepreneurs, we have access to 0.1% of the funds available. What's happening still in 2023? We understand there is a global context, but this is this is not new. Why is it so hard for us to get access to funding? So there are a lot of programs out there that, you know, the government has a lot of programs and then they usually use some organizations to disseminate some of the funds. But I think there are a few barriers that we face. The application processes for some are still quite convoluted. It can still be technical. And if you don't have an existing business or if you're not 
the, the talk of the town this year is social enterprise. If you're not a social enterprise, it's going to be hard <laughs> because if you're a for-profit business, you're pretty much at the bottom of the barrel when it comes to getting funds. And then you can be a uh, nonprofit, but if you're a nonprofit social enterprise, they love you right now. But again, back to the application process, that can be complicated. And if you don't have the time to either, if you don't have the funds to pay someone to write your grant applications, or you don't have the time to sit and research and write your own applications, then you're at a loss because you don't want to submit a crappy application and expect to still get funding, right? Mm -hmm. And more people are looking for grants than they are looking for loans. And a lot of the, the big programs, let's say, so 2023, right now, social enterprise, that's what I really feel is being pushed. 2020, 2021, everything was about the Black Entrepreneurship Fund, which right now is flipped into a loan program. It's not really a grant program anymore. And there are some aspects of it that I still don't see where the application, there are no applications open anymore, pretty much for some things. So I'm, yeah, at a loss, but I did hear, I think I was following, um, I do follow Richie Valdez. Hey Richie, she's amazing. Minister of small business, love her. Uh, there has been some announcements uh, over the past month of some more programs that are coming out that the government is trying to do to support small businesses. But again, it still is difficult because we do face a different set of challenges than people who are already well-established. And if you've gotten a grant once, you can get the same grant over and over and over again. So if you're well-established and you already got that grant before, and I'm new to, to the game and I'm applying for that same grant, you're, you're above me. Mm -hmm. You're more than likely going to get it. And, and it's quite the same with loan, actually. You know, like if you have a history... Um, but I do believe also it is about access to information. Yeah. And I feel like from the conversations we have with women, I I'm surprised by the very little information they are aware of. So mm -hmm. I do believe there is also on our part this need to uh, push the boundaries and maybe commit a little bit harder to getting the right information and, and trying to find the right information, which can be time consuming. And again, when you have so many things in your plate, that can be a challenge. But um, there is a lot of things that can be done, a lot of strategies that can be uh, um, implemented as well. And so for those of you who might be, might be interested in that part, you can reach out to uh, Duanya and Canadian Small Businesswoman. Duenia, your, your journey encompasses a tremendous resilience and uh, including, of course, your, your triumph, your victory over uh, cancer. And how did, I would like to know how, how this experience did impact your approach to life and your approach to leadership how has it become the woman you are how has it impacted the woman you are and the leader that you are today well to answer this question I have to start pre-cancer because I feel like my life built me up for that moment so growing up here in Jamaica I was severely asthmatic I lived in the hospital was my favorite place still is I do love hospitals which is weird I know but I love them 
And, you know, I've always had this belief in the medical system. I've always had belief in people who are in the field. I feel like they're there to help me and to save my life. And they've done that numerous times in my life because I was always in the hospital with pneumonia. Like I could have died a lot of times. So when I got my breast cancer diagnosis, I was just like, okay, they'll fix me. I'll be fine. I can carry on. I mean, in, in, my, in my book, I actually discussed, it was the same day that I was leaving for a European vacation that I got my diagnosis. And it was like, okay, just send me an email of when my surgery date is. I'll be back. I have to go on vacation, but you got this. <laughs> wow. So, you know, it built me up to that. I had to just believe in the medical system. I mean, my background is in science, so it would be a shame if I didn't believe in the medical system. <laughs> Makes sense. Yeah. And you're asking me how it helped me to be the leader I am. I mean, a part of leading is also trusting the people around you and trusting mm -hmm. them sometimes blindly. I am not a medical profession, so I am trusting the medical professionals, just like how I would expect people to trust me in whatever they're coming to me for, right? In my area of expertise, you need to trust me. I need to trust the people in their areas of expertise. And it helps you to lead better because there are some points where you have to be that follower and there's some points where you have to be that leader. You have to hold your hands back and say, hey, go ahead and do it. So you know, perspective wise, I learned a lot while going through that. Um, I did learn a lot more about myself. I also learned how to relax everybody. Mm -hmm. Yeah, <laughs> I can say that. Yeah, true. Yeah, that was that that was a lesson, but I definitely am appreciating it now because I realized that I needed that lesson. And not many people can go through what I went through and find the time to take all the lessons out of it. Typically, we're worried about all the things that's currently happening to us. And for every step of the way, I told myself that I would learn something about myself with each step. Wow. But it says a lot about your mindset, like literally. And when we say that mindset is... Uh, the mindset plays a big role into, you know, healing any disease that you may have when mm -hmm. listening to you. And I know, I, I remember you telling me how you would laugh uh, with doctors and you would make jokes at, at the hospital while waiting to get your chemo, right? Um, and, and, mm -hmm. and, and I remember being shocked, fascinated. I was like, how can she possibly be the one entertaining people, basically, when she is the one going through that, uh, that, 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 that painful experience, right? But it says a lot about that mindset. How can we, adversity and, and, and you know, pains help any of us? right build a stronger mindset uh, a thicker skin but what would you advise uh, people women to do in order to grow that winning mindset uh, i mean first you have to want to win <laughs> let's start with that <laughs> um you have to want to win you have to make sure that you have to keep reminding yourself sometimes. You have to do that exercise. Every day when I wake up, 
I want to win every day. And I tell myself I want to win. I'm not one of those people who get up and do my mantras and all that. But I always have that reminder. One rule I do have in life, every day that I wake up, I need to do something productive, no matter how big or no matter how small. I just need to do something. And that's just how I feel I win. So set those kinds of goals for yourself. A little goal. If your goal is to help one person for the day, it could be you're helping someone with time, you're helping someone with money, you're helping someone with resources, or you're helping someone feel happy. It could be a simplest thing. And when you go home at the end of the day, you have won, right? So you, that's, that's that winning mindset. And then you build on that because you, you can't start thinking, I'm going to have a winning mindset. And my thing is to take over the world. That's too big. Let's calm down. <laughs> Let's try to start small and layer it, layer it. But Let's yeah, every time you think of that negative, flip it. What can I do? What can I do? What can I do differently? Yeah, very, very true. And so you have wrote a book, Tomorrow is Another Day, where you, you share your cancer journey. Yes. I have a picture also, but you have the, 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 the hardcover. Let's, let's show the hardcover right here. Tomorrow is Another Day. So why, why did you feel the need to, to write this book and to share your personal experience with cancer? Uh, to the word? You know what? I find too often, especially in the Black community and especially in the Caribbean community, we keep these kinds of things under hush. It's like, oh, she's sick. With what? <laughs> like, say it. It's fine. We need to talk about it because there are not many of us who are going to go and get checked. And, you know, I was just actually speaking to, it just so happens, the first person who got an official copy of this book was a lady I just met a few days ago out in Treasure Beach in St. Elizabeth, Jamaica. And she runs a foundation out there. Um, it's the Janet. I don't remember. And I should remember the name of the foundation. I will probably send it to you, Darren, to put in the show notes. Um, her foundation is helping rural women to really start getting checked and to really start talking about cancer. So I wanted to share this because I felt like I felt like I had to. I felt like it was my responsibility. I felt like I needed to try to motivate if it's just one person to make sure that they're on top of their health history and follow through and not be afraid of the process because you know back in the 50s and 60s when you heard cancer you might have thought it was a death sentence. It's not the same anymore. But you also have to take responsibility, right? So that's why I look at tomorrow is another day because you can always have a tomorrow. You can always have a tomorrow. And I started writing this during my cancer journey, partly because I was told I would have chemo fog, which means I'd forget things and I'm already quite forgetful. <laughs> so I would write something after every treatment and good thing I did because a lot of things when I went back through to do edits on this book, I forgot a lot of this stuff that I wrote. A lot. So, so I just wanted to kind of, um, It was kind of journaling, right? I feel like you, you yeah. needed to, to write down the experiences, what you were going through. And as a reminder also maybe of what you have been through and what you have survived and what you have conquered as well. 
Yes. And I also wanted to send love to the people. Like, you know, when someone goes, who's your hero? You know, people ask that question often. And honestly, 100%, my answer is always people in the medical field. And the first section of this book, I'm just going to read my dedication. It says, I dedicate this book to all my superheroes in the medical field, especially those at the Bustamante Hospital for Children in Jamaica and Credit Valley Hospital in Ontario, Canada. And I mean it to my core when I say that these people, I could cry, like love them. And, and, and if you would like to get your, a copy of the book, the link actually is right under uh, this, this live today. So do not hesitate to click the link and to get yourself a copy of, of this book. Um, this is my last question to you already, Duenia. Uh, what, what legacy or impact uh, do you aspire to leave and how does it drive uh, your decisions and actions today? You know, I just want people to remember me as a good, fun-loving, honest person. Like, I would like to say fun-loving first, but it might sound a little crazy, <laughs> but a good person all around. I try to be good to people. I try to do good things. I try to volunteer as much as I can. I try to make sure everything that I do is for a purpose. Everything I do is for a purpose. And, you know, that's really it. I just have to live my life, share what I can to help other people. That's the bottom line. And that's a beautiful one. So tell us a little bit more for the aspiring uh, women entrepreneurs, the existing entrepreneurs, how they can, uh, how can they connect with you? And for those who are interested in your book, so there is a link here under this episode, but where can they find the book as well? Okay, so I am Canadian Small Business Women on all platforms. Our email address info at Canadian Small Businesswoman.ca, because you know we're Canadian. <laughs> and uh, our website, Canadian Small Businesswoman.ca, you can join our mailing list from that website so you can be the first to know about a lot of things that we have coming up. We also have a great pitch conference coming up. It's okay if you don't want to pitch, don't worry, but you can also come for the workshops and come for the networking and it's virtual and it's free. <laughs> um, for my book, you can go to canadiansmallbusinesswomen.ca slash shop and you have all the options of purchasing, whether you're in the US, you're in Canada, you can purchase directly from the publisher. If you'd like to carry my book, you can do that too, directly from the publisher. And if you want to book me to come and share my love and, you know, try to convince people to go and deal with their medical stuff. Yeah. Info at Canadian small businesswomen.ca. <laughs> See, I love that. I love the way she promotes herself. This is what being bold and unapologetically you is also about, right? So many women, so many of you are doing so many great things, but you don't promote yourself. Do it. Promote yourself and, and let the world know what you have to offer them and how you can make their life better. This is what life is about, right? Duania, thank you so much for joining us for today's conversation and for sharing so much love and so much practical insights as well to help us become the leaders we were meant to be. You take care and you stay safe. Thanks for having me. <laughs>